Welcome to For the Quantum Grammar Shoot podcast. I'm your host, Colin Jason Heifer Matthew Colin Glass. I'm speaking with you using colloquial, plain, simple English for the ease of the communication. There's a bracket at the beginning of the podcast and a bracket at the end so that I can speak with the ease in the plain English language. Now, this is a podcast of opinion. It's a podcast of history, my story, in connection with my experiences in and around the technology known as correct sentence structure, communication, parsing, syntax, grammar, i.e. quantum grammar, the technology that was brought into the public many, many years ago by colon Russell hyphen J colon Gould and colon David hyphen Wayne colon Miller. I hope you enjoy it and I hope you find value in it. Hello, friends and neighbors. I'm going to use this opportunity during this podcast to talk about the fiction system and talk about fiction tactics. If you look at banking procedures in the fiction, if you go to a bank, go to Chase Bank or a credit union or something, and you open an account there. Now, I'm just speaking in colloquial, plain, simple English here, so keep that in mind and all the concepts that go with it. You walk into a bank and you sign some things, you open an account, you have to have a certain amount of fiat currency in there maybe. There are all, all, there's all this paperwork, stacks of paperwork. Banks have stacks of paperwork. That's what fiction banking is. Just like Insurance policies, that's also banking, by the way. Insurance policies and mortgages all have stacks and reams of paperwork. Why? Why is that? Even so far as you look at legislation introduced into Congress and things like that, you look at these executive orders and whatever else submitted for approval. Stacks of paperwork. Why? Things can be very simple. And I'm talking about using plain, simple English. Things can be very simple. Not only, especially if you would choose to use correct sentence structure, communication, parsing, syntax, grammar, it would be extremely simple. But we're talking fiction here. You walk into a bank to open an account. All the paperwork that's involved. They're trying every which way to confuse you because they know you're not going to read the paperwork. It's just like when you sign up for Facebook or something, or Snapchat, or Instagram, which is also a form of banking. There will be a little square box at the bottom of a long stream of text. And it says, I agree. Who reads all the terms and conditions? of Facebook or Instagram or, or Snapchat before they click that little box. Do you? Every time you go to a new website and that little box pops up on the bottom and it says, our cookie policy, blah, blah, blah. I accept. Or you can exit out. Now, when you exit out, 
I can reasonably assume that that's tacit agreement and you have basically just clicked accept. If you move forward on that website, you have accepted their cookie policy. Did you read their cookie policy? <laughs> it's the same thing when any fiction entity calls you, they'll usually say, this call may be recorded for quality and training purposes. Well, what the hell does that mean? If you proceed with the call, you have consented to them recording you. If you proceed with it. The only way you don't get permission is if you hang up. So it kind of puts you in a rock and a hard between a rock and a hard place, don't you think? So let's say you get into a disagreement with your fiction bank about something. And it ends up in a foreign vessel on dry dock known as a district court or something similar. This is where correct sentence structure, communication, parsing, syntax, grammar could be very useful. In that, it simplifies everything. You go into these reams of documents and you syntax them because no closure has been given as to what those terms are in the contract. The countless words, the countless adverb, verb, adjective, pronoun scenarios. So you, as the authority of your own cogitation and your own vessel construct, commandeer that derelict vessel because you don't want it to hurt anyone, much less yourself. Since there's no closure, you give the closure and you provide a remedy through correct sentence structure by saying, so no one gets hurt and we have a geometric level playing field of contract where everyone can, can participate as equals, rule one, rule equal. This is the remedy. This is the tool we can do that with. And then you must also be prepared, if called upon, to teach the other contract party to teach the other entities involved the grammar. You have to have that capacity to be able to show them this is why the contract is dangerous and could damage someone. You, me, could be anybody. Anybody who has a similar contract. So I'm showing you a remedy here how to avoid that. How to make it safe. Do you want to correct it? Or what's going on here? Or is there something else going on? Because if you don't want to be correct, then that means there's some kind of subterfuge going on here. Which, of course, they'll never admit to that. That's why they always, usually always vacate their position and leave it alone or come at you in some other different way. Um, that's just how the fiction works. And this is the whole reason why I started this podcast, this particular episode, was to discuss that that is the reason why the fiction uses reams of paperwork, why they have Black's Law Dictionary, so many editions of Black's Law Dictionary, because they keep modifying their verb of thinking. <laughs> they keep modifying their language to adjust to the people 
who actually study the fiction codes and laws and statutes and regulations, the people who pay attention and find remedy within the fiction, using the fiction against the fiction. Well, the fiction always adjusts itself and it requires constant vigilance to remain safe if you're going to use fiction against fiction. Or maybe a more positive psychological position would be using fiction to navigate safely through the fiction. That's why I like correct sentence structure, communication, parsing, syntax, grammar. Because it cuts out all the BS. It's very straightforward. You don't have to know fiction codes, statutes, regulations, and whatnot. And if you decide to use those things, you only need them on an as-needed basis. You don't have to know them all. You just have to find the ones that pertain to you and then translate them into correct sentence structure. It's a very simple process. Anyone can do it who has closure on the grammar. I would be negligent if I didn't bring this into the domain of the correct sentence structure, communication, parsley, syntax, grammar as well. Because what happens when you have different contract parties using correct sentence structure and maybe one is trespassing upon another using what they think is correct sentence structure? Well, first of all, if one is going to make claims, um, what would be a word to use here? If one is going to make claims, negative claims, about another individual using correct sentence structure, well then, the claimant better make sure that they have closure, full closure, on the grammar that they are using. In other words, they better make sure that their contract, that their correct sentence structure contract, is correct, that all the positionals are correct, for, of, with, by, that all the facts are correct, that there are no particles of negation contained in their facts. And if they are, they better make sure that they know the mechanics of how to claim that so that they can use those particles safely without negating the whole thing. They better make sure that they have closure on how to use a full colon if they're going to use a full colon. Because one misuse of a full colon throws the whole thing into adverb, verb, adjective, pronoun. These are all things that one must be cognizant of if one is going to make negative claims against another contract party using correct sentence structure. Also, in addition to having closure on the grammar, one must always make sure that they are not committing a war performance. Meaning, they better make sure they're not trying to coerce someone into doing something. Force, bully, slander someone. They better make sure they're not doing those things because that negates the honor and the grace. As Colin David Ivan Colin Miller and Colin Russell Ivan J. Colin Gould have said multiple, on multiple occasions, war negates contract. 
So I'll just use this as an example. If I want you to sign a contract and I physically assault you and beat you up and and punching you in the face, lighting you up, so to speak, saying, sign this contract, sign this contract. And then finally, because you're obviously tired of getting hurt and getting punched in the face, you finally sign the contract. That's coercion. That's war. I committed an act of war upon you. So that negates whatever contract we have. According to correct sentence structure, communication, policy, syntax, grammar. uh, According to the principles behind the construct. Because that's not honorable or graceful. That's bullying. War negates contract. So make sure, number one, that you have full closure on your grammar. And you're 100% sure of your grammar. And that you can explain what you're doing with your grammar. And number two, you better make sure that your contract is clean and clear and not tainted by physical violence, war, bloodshed, coercion, bullying, or also tainted by foul language. The language a person uses is is a direct reflection of what their inner being is especially the the language they use in the public for all to see. To bring it back around to the fiction aspect, when you walk into a foreign vessel in dry dock, they expect you to have what? legal representation, an attorney. Because it is not a geometric level playing field you're walking into. It's already assumed that you are not intelligent enough to be able to navigate the waters of that vessel. That you have to have someone who went to school for seven years to be able to even read or comprehend the reams of paperwork that are presented that you don't know their procedures because it's foreign to you which which is true it's foreign to you just like you're foreign to me and I'm foreign to you you're foreign to them so they want you to pay a lawyer or an attorney To be able to think for you. To make decisions for you. Because you're not competent enough to do that. Because of these reams of paperwork. Because you don't own Black's Law dictionaries. I don't know if you do or you don't. But I'm just using this figuratively. And that's crazy. Because correct sentence structure, communication, parsing, syntax, grammar nullifies that. Because now... You, when you have closure on the grammar, you have the skill to void the boxes and planes, make it a geometric level playing field of contract for anyone who wants to come on and be fair, honorable, graceful, peaceful, neutral, rule one, rule equal. You'll know right away if someone doesn't want to do that. 
because they will draw back, they will vacate, they will try every which way. They will try fear, they will try intimidation, anything to keep it off of that geometric level playing field of contract because they are basically trying to screw you over or control you in some way, coerce you in some way. That's just how it happens in the fiction. And unfortunately, I'm seeing this in the quantum grammar community as well. These tactics of fear and coercion, bullying, intimidation. Well, that's all for today, folks. Just wanted to put that out there. Hope everybody has a happy holiday. And uh, if I don't speak to you before then, a happy new year.